Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Music Biz Weekly Podcast, brought to you by the great folks over at HypeBot.com. Thanks, Bruce. Thanks, Bruce. Thanks, everybody over there. Head over to HypeBot.com for all of your music-related news every day. Speaking of music-related news, mm-hmm. and, and, it's, and it's kind of interesting because we just had Bruce on a couple weeks ago um, talking about Spotify. Yeah. And how you will eventually be able to upload your music directly to Spotify. Mm-hmm. And we asked some questions about what that means to distributors and stuff like that. Well, guess what was announced yesterday? And I'm going to read, this is the announcement that was posted yesterday. We're, we're recording this on October 18th. So on October 17th, this was posted on HypeBot. Spotify announces DistroKid Investment Integration. Spotify is strengthening ties to DistroKid with an investment and announcement of an integration that allows artists using Spotify for Artists' new free upload service to then seamlessly distribute their music to other platforms through DistroKid. Um, no other details. It says no other details of the investment were shared. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, you know, that's sort of like a bomb. That's a bomb yeah, a being deal. That's a big deal. Because when we first started talking about this, the biggest disappointment was that, yes, you could upload your music onto Spotify's platform, but, you know, that's one platform. And you still yes, had to use lar- CD Baby or TuneCore yeah. or the multitude of others that are out there right, to get everywhere else. Right, because you don't want to have your music just on Spotify. That's, that's not good for, for any of us. You want it not only on the other digital service providers, right, but you also want it in all the other territories as well. And you and I talked about, like you just mentioned, you know, uh, CD Baby, TuneCore, as well as DistroKid. They provide that service. And it's a pretty low-cost service that they provide, and it's it's a valuable one. But I think one of the things we should talk about is what do you get for that? Even with this new announcement with Spotify and DistroKid, as cool as it is, and it's it gets past that problem of having one uh, DSP that your music is on – what happens when you do put your music up through one of these providers? Um, what what can you expect? Yeah, there, I mean, I think this is there's. It's a bomb. It's a big. It's a big announcement. It could have. It could could have a lot of impact, but we don't know. So there's just as our conversation from a couple weeks ago. Now there's just still a plethora of. And that's a big word like gymnasium, a plethora <laughs> of unanswered questions about this. And and what was interesting, and I just noticed this today, uh, the day before this announcement was made, um, Spotify made an announcement of their five, quote, preferred distributors that you work with. I don't know if you caught that. Yeah. Do but, you have the list in front of you? Yeah, I'll open it up. Um Let's see, call on, con internet, ding, 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 waiting for this to load. <laughs> um, all right, so Spotify recently surprised many by offering no-cost music uploads. Still, most artists and labels choose to use a distributor. Um, right. To help these artists, Spotify offers a list of preferred distributors, and just five make that cut. That's kind of interesting when you think about it. 
there's only five and there's a lot of distributors when you yeah. start looking at the 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 space out there only five made the cut distro kid cd baby the orchard fuga uh let's see one two no tune three core? four five no no so specifically no they symphonic? go they they go so established distributors who have not do not have preferred distributor status TuneCore, ADA, Caroline, InGrooves, Ditto, 1RPM, Symphonic, Route right. Note, all missing. So, uh, you know, uh, you there I guess there could be a whole discussion as to to what criteria they looked at for a preferred partner, but it was after yeah. uh, one day after this announcement it was announced a minority investment into DistroKit. Right, right. Which, which yeah. now I will start off by just adding what I suspect will eventually happen here, having watched the tech space and mergers and acquisitions for decades here, a minority interest eventually will probably evolve into a majority interest. Ownership. They, they, yeah, outright purchase. Um, timeline, no idea. But usually it starts with we're dipping our toes in, we're working with you, we're giving you a little bit of money, let's see what we can do here. And then a year later, there'll be a press release, Spotify has made a majority interest purchase yeah. of DistroKid. And, you know, six months after that, outright full ownership of it, yeah. integrating it deeply in... I would not be surprised to see if that's how this evolves. I wouldn't be surprised either. I think that makes perfect sense. I think one of the reasons why they have the distributors that they mentioned, some of those major indies that you mentioned, you're not able to simply put your music out through them like you can with a TuneCore, DistroKid, right. CD Baby. So if you're talking about Caroline, you know, which is part of you know Capital, which is part of Universal, or you're talking about InGrooves, or you're talking about uh, ADA, you know, those are great uh, major indie distributors, and I've I've worked with most of them, um, but you can't do the things that you can do with TuneCore, CD Baby, and DistroKid. Like you and I can't just upload our music well, on you, there and have you, them. You submit for approvals, yeah. Basically, you know, there's no guarantee that a lot of those distributors will take you on right. board they want that's to, right they want to see what you've done what you can do what right. you're and i would even add cobalt slash a wall to that discussion as well um you know a wall stands for artists without a label and they're doing some incredible things over there as well but again it's not for everyone um really the the three that you know we keep mentioning you know the tune core distro kid cd baby those are the three kind of for the masses that anybody who anybody records a song in your bedroom yep. anybody can can use and the fact that spotify picked distro kid to partner with um there could be financial reasons for that you know if they do plan on purchasing them um, but i think you're absolutely right they're kicking the tires to see if the pipes work make sure that this process uh, works smoothly and it solves that problem that people were complaining about which is well why would i just upload my music onto spotify that that doesn't make any sense this could mean this, that this could this actually starts to make sense now because yeah. 
previous to this announcement, it was, well, gee, now I've got to have two distributors. I distribute through Spotify to get to Spotify, and I distribute through TuneCore to get everywhere else. And and I at least know from experience, multiple distributors of the same product eventually is going to be a nightmare at some point down the road. Yeah. You're going to, something's not going to, something isn't going to sync up at some point in time out there. So you want yeah. one distributor for a product. Um, and, and, and let's, Let's be honest, a lot of these other distributors don't allow you to distribute a title that's already distributed by somebody else. Right. Um, that's right. But, but keep in mind, people like TuneCore and CD Baby, you can pick and choose where you want your music to go to. It's usually a la carte, pick it, or go everyone. Yeah. Um, yeah. So everywhere globally, and let's keep in mind, you know, for those uh, that don't know, this is this is global distribution digitally yes. uh, that we're talking about. And a lot of times, when you get into physical distribution, you're talking about, you know, uh, uh, an ex-U.S. distributor. You're talking about U.S. Um, it gets a little bit more complicated, but with digital, it's not super complicated. You can hit. When we say digital, we're talking. You know, streaming, of course, but we're also talking about downloads. As long as that's still a business, store, any, 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 you know, Amazon, anything, anything like that. So, um, you know, that this this becomes very interesting in that it it appears that Spotify is now kind of entering the world of let's be the mass distributor. You know, now you can go to CD Baby, TuneCore. Spotify and yeah. have full distribution. What what's gonna what's gonna start separating things here is how this service evolves on Spotify. Yeah. Um, I, I it's funny when I, I I had a friend on Facebook who posted this, and one of the comments from somebody who was a musician was basically, "I don't see this ever happening." Spotify, you know the. Spotify will never do anything to evolve DistroKid. You know, there's there it's just lacking in service. And I was just like, hmm. I don't think that's true. If you just look at what Spotify's done over the last year, two years, they sure as as a overall Spotify streaming service, they sure have evolved a lot. They've, they've been, been innovating. They've been innovating and adding features and bells and whistles and everything a lot. Much yeah. more than I would say any of the other streaming services out there. Um, so, you know, based on that, I would tend to think there's going to be some evolution here of DistroKid. You might sit here and go, well, DistroKid lacks this, 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 and this. Okay, you could be right, but now that Spotify's involved, that might get fast-tracked because Spotify now wants features Right. And DistroKid now has those resources has that the they resources. May, not, may not have had before. Exactly. So, again, this is all our speculation because no details have been made. But no, I, but I, I think it makes sense. It, it does. I I actually would suspect that how fast? No idea. But I would bet you will see um, new bells and whistles and integrations added to DistroKid into Spotify. Um, that over time will make this something that competes directly head-on yeah. with the other distributors yeah. that are out there. Yeah, there was another announcement I was reading about. Um, 
I noticed it. Um, I use an iPhone, and I noticed that um, things looked a little different um, when I was on Spotify. And I, I was reading this this article, and they were talking about some of the new changes to Home and Search and your library. But but you know, all of the DSPs tend to you know um, update Tweet and improve the look their and feel. yeah. But the one I wanted to read here it says this is from Nine to Five Mac this week. It says. But perhaps the most significant change to the Spotify app is what the company calls Endless Artist Radio. Yep, I saw that. Isn't this cool? It's if, if a subscriber wants a great playlist based on one of their favorite musicians or songs, they can simply search for it and start listening to one of the brand new Artist Radio playlists. These offer an endless listening stream personalized to the listener's own musical tastes. They're updated regularly to keep things fresh, and what's more, they're even downloadable to play offline. You know, what I found interesting about that is Spotify actually used to have that feature or a very similar feature to that a couple years ago. There used to be a radio function within Spotify, and I used it quite a bit. I had like a Cheap Trick radio station and a Kiss radio station, and you just click it, and it would start playing an endless ongoing selection heavy sure. heavy on that artist but other related artists yeah like there. a pandora station and it something. disappeared well i shouldn't say it disappeared it evolved they changed it so all of a sudden it wasn't an endless stream it became like well here's 20 songs and i'm like the well, same over and over. What, what yeah what's the point of a radio station if you're just limiting it to 20 songs and then i think it sort of completely disappeared so sounds like they kind of took it offline as they were rebuilding it underneath and it came back. So that that's very exciting. You know, yeah. it's got that it's got a Pandora sound to yeah, it. Yeah, and, and Pandora doing. gets a bad rap from some folks because they think of it as, you know, uh, background music for work or or whatnot. But there's a lot of people who use uh, Pandora, and some of their stations are really good, and they don't necessarily play the same songs over and over. That's my biggest complaint about uh, satellite radio is some of the stations basically have a very small – small, small playlist. Yeah, and it drives me crazy. Um, not all of them. Um, there, there are some of them that are, that are very good. One of the things that I really like about Spotify is – the data that I can pull from Spotify and and not just in the Spotify for artists and Spotify analytics, but just going on to um, an artist profile and clicking on about, and there, there's, you can dig under the hood there a little bit and find out a lot of information uh, that'll help you uh, market your artists. But as I just mentioned, there's, you probably, everybody's probably heard of Spotify for artists, but there's also Spotify analytics and they're two kind of different things. Spotify for artists, as an artist, um, you you can sign up for that, and then you can see what playlists you're on, what the source of stream is, you know, some demographic Your most popular songs, all mm-hmm. that type of stuff. And Spotify uh, analytics is kind of the same thing, but it's a little bit different in the analytics that you can pull up. There are a couple of uh, data points where you can actually see by listener and by um, um, followers, which you can't do on um, Spotify for artists, just little minor things like that. In general, Spotify for artists has more information, but it's kind of, kind of neat to kind of compare the two. And look, the, the, 
Apple Music now has Apple Music for artists. I think it's still in beta or it's rolling out to the masses soon. And it's it's got some pretty cool things too. One of the things that I like about that that I would love to see Spotify do is I can click on two or three songs and see a, a chart over time of how they're performing um, against each other. I can put two different uh, songs up against each other and see if one's overperforming another. That kind of information is really helpful when you're trying to figure out, is your tour successful? Is your radio airplay impactful? Are the streams that you're getting actually, you know, driving more followers and more listeners and there's so much great information there and spotify was really kind of uh, one of the first to really step out and provide analytics yes. for people like us yeah they they, they were um you know one of something that i would i'm eager to see how this all plays out is now that spotify has just even got a minority interest in distro kid um Basically, your use Spotify slash DistroKid is distributing to competitors of Spotify now. We think, yeah. Well, because because you know DistroKid, TuneCore, CD Baby, they sort of played the neutral middleman role. They touched everybody. They right. didn't have their own. They didn't have their own platforms. So now that Spotify's moving into the game, you know, questions that that you would ask. Will Spotify play favorites to music distributed through their own service? Yeah. Will Apple Music, Amazon, Google, any of the other ones out there penalize music coming in through Spotify's distribution? Because, well, it's a, our competitor is doing it. Will what sort of data points? Is Spotify going to be able to pull in from music that is distributed to Apple Music to show you within the Spotify artist page of mm -hmm. your, you know, all of a sudden you're like, well, wait a second. So is Apple going to allow Spotify to play some of the data that comes in? It's com they're they're competitors now. They are direct right. competitors. And 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 and. Again, I'm just spitballing questions out there, but these are things where it's a di the the playing field significantly changed. Yeah, yeah. It makes me wonder: could there ever possibly be a window of exclusivity where you're through DistroKid, yeah. which is part of Spotify, and you're blowing up, and they say, "Well, you know what? We're going to keep it on our service for the first 30 days." I don't know. You know, um, to to your point. They're going to see data that they've never. They're going to see competitors' data. Yeah, Spotify is going to through DistroKid potentially. I'm not saying I know this. Potentially could see data of their competitors. Yeah, because we know DistroKid has that information, and if they were to be bought, yeah, it 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 poses some really interesting questions. And will one of their competitors? Shut down. Shut, well, well, well yeah. Will they buy TuneCore? Or would a competitor say, you know what? If your music is distributed by Spotify, we don't accept it. Not, none yeah. of that is happening. So don't yeah. panic. We're just these are just we're, questions. We're just illustrating how big this really is and how this 
there's so many unanswered questions and yeah. where this goes we don't know but you know honest to god deal. as we've always said almost weekly now this industry changes in the blink of an eye and this is a perfect example of how something changed so quickly just what two weeks ago it was just like oh cool it's kind of cool i'll be able to upload my music directly to spotify but yeah. now today guess what you can actually distribute everywhere through spotify what? yeah and people people have been saying to me for a long time and i'm sure they've said to you too well what happens when apple music spotify amazon what what happens google whoever youtube what happens when they become a label I've and always said I've always people said people have talked that. about that yeah. for a long time because labels I'm not one of those label haters. Um I know people who, you know, they get a bad rap sometimes. They're they're more than just a bank. You know, they I've seen it happen through my career. I've seen them develop artists and develop careers. Having said that, over the last few years, there's been contraction. They've lost a lot of employees. And now um, management companies have become kind of a new label and they're hiring people like us to help them navigate the waters. When I look at a situation like Spotify and DistroKid, you know, I start thinking about, hmm, you know, this could become not just distribution, but could be a label as well to grab new talent, right? Apple's working on something right now. Um, where they bought an analytic uh, company that people thought that's why they were buying it, but it come come to find out it's really because these guys really specialize in finding the next big thing um, using data. So I think that's going to play a huge part in this, whether they become a label or not, or what other companies they buy. You know, it's interesting because we're watching Apple, you know, buying, you know, Shazam. You know, and we're watching them buy uh, other companies. It isn't the old world anymore. Um, these are becoming interesting companies that we have thought about, but really didn't quite envision uh, where they would go. Well, you know, and if you think about what a label is, somewhat in the old sense, you know, they're a distribution channel, they're financial support, they're yep. marketing muscle mm -hmm. for an album. And, there and might honest, be some PR and sync in PR, there too, but, um, yeah. but you know when when that first thought hit my mind was when think back a number of years ago when Apple gave away the U2 album to everybody instantly mm -hmm. just showed yeah, up for that. Mm -hmm. um, it, in the simplest of terms, that's when I was like, well, gee, Apple is just a record label now because what did Apple do? They went out, licensed, paid a fee to mm -hmm. U2. To distribute this album, to do some marketing and promotion for it, that's exactly what a label would do. And what, now they didn't play it up that way, you know, they, we, we all know how they played that up. It was our gift to you, thank you, blah, blah, blah. But that, what would have stopped them from saying, well, you know what, next month let's go out and find this new artist that we have data that shows their last album was phenomenal on iTunes. Let's give them $100,000. Give us your album. We'll give you great distribution through the Apple world. Homepage placement. 
you'll be in our ads, you'll be everywhere. I mean, essentially everything in a label does, um, they don't have the physical distribution, but that's that's easy enough for them to sub license it off to sure. somebody else and say, here, go go do this. It also doesn't get you well, we don't know, but it becomes that issue of would if 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 Apple became a label, would Spotify, would Spotify Google, it? Amazon, would all these other people carry that title? Yeah. Unknown questions, but the reality is yes. It's very easy for these these dis, these digital services to sort of just become a label with little effort because they've got the distribution network. They do. The, the one money. thing that I question is, um, you know, like like Doc McGee says, you know, everybody's a bull rider until they open the gate. And I think that it sounds so easy, sounds and a lot of people start their own label. But there, there's a there's a knowledge base that has to be uh, part of that, and distribution it, it can be, especially in the digital age, can be more technical. Um, but there has to be marketing; um, otherwise, you're just walking into the store and no, putting you're, your CD. You're, in you're there. 100% right, but. For companies with extremely deep pockets, like the Googles, the Amazons, the Apples of the world, acquiring that talent is a snap of a finger. Yeah, they've they, got they, the, they uh, go out and acquire. They go out and acquire an indie record label, absorb all the talent, kill the label. They go acquire consulting agencies, acquire the talent. So. It's easy enough for them to do that. I mean, and, and, and frankly, we saw that, you know, the Beats acquisition was sort With of Jimmy Iovine. Yeah. Yeah. That was pulling in music industry expertise and knowledge yeah. that Apple at its core did not have. Yeah. So not difficult for any of these companies to actually do that. Will they? Uh, let's put it this way. I would be very shocked if those discussions haven't already been happening behind the scenes at all of these companies, as as companies just naturally investigate opportunities for growth and where to go. Somebody yeah. at some point at all of these companies has probably put together a PowerPoint deck of how we could do this. Has it gone any further than that? No idea. But I, again, I would be very shocked if that yeah. idea hasn't been floated. Well, gee, what about Google Records? What about Apple Records? What about Amazon Records? What about Spotify Records? Yeah, yeah, and it makes perfect sense the the DistroKid thing because they're not trying to do something out of their core competency. They're basically bringing in people who already have that expertise in worldwide distribution dealing with a lot of different artists a lot of different small labels smaller distribution companies um that's something that distro kids already been doing they have the expertise and to your point yeah there's there's definitely talent out there because of that contraction we were talking about these record companies have let a lot of people go yep and there's a lot of talented people out there that are looking for work well there's there's just there's a lot of small record labels that are financially always teetering right on the edge 
yeah. that, you know, there's probably at least one out there that would love to take that big outright purchase and go, okay, you know, the pressure's off of us now. Yeah. We, we, we got a nice paycheck out of this. Um, this distro kid relationship is sort of like the first toe dipping into that. It's interesting. Could no doubt go, about it, it could go that way because now all of a sudden they've acquired a distribution network. Yeah, it'll be fun to watch where this goes. I, I thought that there would be some kind of an announcement by now that Spotify you know, was making a competitor to the Amazon Echo, the HomePod, the Google Home, you know, that sort of thing. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if there isn't an announcement um, at some point because I think that makes perfect sense for them, not just in the home, but some, you know, easy device for your car, you know. Yeah. And I know there are there are some things that they're they're um, selling and testing, and um, but I really feel strongly that this whole smart speaker uh, world is is kind of the immediate future of uh, the music business and streaming, and I, I see Spotify innovating. You know, like we talked about. Um, Apple Music, I wouldn't count them out. They're very smart. Nope. Well, they've um, got the pocketbook. Yeah, and then of course Amazon, um, Amazon with this Echo. They're Amazon they're is the one that people bounds. people ignore way too much. Yeah, they they they've they've got they've got credit cards. They've got reach. <sighs> they've got millions of people. Got, yeah, so don't count them out. They've Deep got, pockets. They, and, and and with the Echo devices, they now have technology. Um, you know, we've talked about this before. I, I, I think what's going to happen is there's not going to be more companies. There's going to be less companies. Yeah. We're going to be seeing more mergers, more acquisitions. You don't, you don't need ten different streaming companies streaming the same thirty million songs. You yeah. don't need twenty-four different online distributors distributing to the same streaming services. Um, this world is going to, you know. Yeah, I agree. There's there's not a lot of profit there, and you have to be a company. And I, I've always believed that the ones that are going to be around long term are the ones where streaming isn't their core business. That's not where you're you making know? the money. Right. Apple, Amazon, Google, you know, some of these people, you know, if music went away from those companies tomorrow, they'd still be in business and yep. still be doing very well. And that's why I think that they're going to be longer term. I am thrilled with some of the things that are going on at Pandora and SoundCloud. I still think they're great platforms and, and they have an audience. But it's so hard to make money in that space. Um, that You need to innovate, but you need to get subscribers, that revenue. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, for the SoundClouds and the Pandoras of the world, it's just a matter of, them finding the right fit with the right partner that all of a sudden it makes sense and it works. You know, sort of Spotify DistroKid, you're just sitting here going, big news, huge news, but you know what? It really kind of sort of makes sense. This is a fit that they're not cannibalizing anybody, either of their own businesses. It's a natural fit. It's got a growth potential out there in front of them. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, that's what we're going to see, you know, there's again, and there's no reason an Apple couldn't do this. A Google couldn't do this and Amazon couldn't do this. And don't be, 
Don't be surprised to learn that they've been talking about these things for years. They're just finding the right person and timing. It's all about timing. Yeah. They want to bring as many people onto this platform, all of them. They want to bring as many people onto the platform, but more importantly, they want, they need those subscribers. The, the, the free version of Spotify, and of course, Apple doesn't have a free version. Um, that's a difficult uh, business proposition. So they really want to get the masses onto their platform. And this DistroKid thing is a way um, to not only get more people on there, but to bring people who aren't on the platform there yet. It gives them a reason to be there. Yep. I think it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, this, this is this is something you definitely want to watch. Um, uh, don't be freaking out yet that this is destroying it for musicians. It's too early. It's way, way too early. All we know is minority investment. We don't know what that meant. We don't know where they're going. I'm sure at some point more information is going to come out about how they're going to use this and how yeah. they're going to integrate it. But, you know, I think if you look at what Spotify has done over the last couple years, they clearly have started to do more and more stuff for the artist. Whether it's just, you know, I remember when Spotify artists never even existed. You just had zero insight into what was going on into the streaming world. And then yeah. they launched Spotify Artist, and it was sort of like, all right, that's cool. There wasn't a lot there when it first launched. And it's come a long way. It keeps yeah. evolving. So I think this is going to follow the same path. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, so, you know, what are your thoughts on this? What do you What do you think about Spotify getting into becoming a full distributor? Is this good? Is it bad? What are your concerns? Love to love to hear your thoughts. Leave us yeah, a comment where do you think on it's YouTube, going? Yeah. on Facebook, wherever you uh, wherever you watch or listen to us. Let us know. All right, that's it. Another episode of the Music Biz Weekly Podcast. We're out of here. <laughs>